I'm Haley. I'm Amanda. And, and we're, we're Haley, Haley and Amanda. Amanda. And you're listening to the Haley and Amanda podcast. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the game show. It's not a game show. It's just a podcast. Just us talking about stuff. And we have made some wonderful tea. It's, mm-hmm. this, it's this really good tea. I don't know if anyone has ever gotten their hair done at an Aveda salon. I used to be a receptionist at one. <laughs> no, And they always serve their Aveda tea. Mm-hmm. And like last year, I just was craving it for some reason. I haven't been to a, an Aveda salon since you probably worked at one Mm-mm. in college. I know. And so I like went and bought a thing of Aveda tea and it's so good. It's really good. And I actually, we posted about this tea for our nighttime ritual. Yeah, it's got like black licorice in it, and mm. which sounds weird, but it's such a good yummy flavor. So good. Well, I just want to say as a quick review, I have done a full week of my morning routine and that I, that I committed to and I can't tell you how pleasant my mornings have been and, and then it, it spills into your day. I was going to say, how did it affect your days? Really good. I haven't been so great about the nighttime routine though. Yeah. I want to get better at it. Well, and I, I did do, I incorporated a few of the things that we talked about, but I eat breakfast and like already have a much slower morning. <laughs> yeah. So yours that, was more of the adding the nighttime and well, and adding the, um, I didn't get on my phone and you did the meditation and I did the meditation, but then I would go eat a really slow breakfast and then steam shower and then the steam shower. Yeah. Dude. Except (laughs) yesterday or no Friday. I, I, instead of doing grapefruit, like I had been, I thought, Oh, I'm going to put peppermint in my hands and Uh do it. And I about burned my face off. Oh no. A little bit too strong. And then I accidentally touched my face. No. And then it was like, you know when you use Dr. Dr. Bronner's Bronner's magic soap? Mm -hmm. uh, Peppermint, where it like burns so good. But this one burned Burned so so bad. bad. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That'll wake you up. It woke me up in a bad way. (laughs) Where I felt like, should should I put something on this so I don't look really red and burned? Oh. Yeah. Well, I will say for the nighttime, I was doing the things we recommended, but I was still, even though I read, yeah, I was still so hard for me to not turn GG on. I know, Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls at night. Lorelai just lulls us me into dreamland. Right into Stars Hollow. <laughs> Where our it's dreamland. Hollow. It's yeah. hollow in there. You can just fall into it and you're dead asleep. Where nothing matters and the points are made up. everything's made up and the points don't matter (laughs) almost perfect i made that backwards so that's been that's been my my struggle yeah my my thing is um i've been trying to get out of gg at night Mm -hmm. yeah me too (laughs) because well this is funny because my husband maris he hates that i watch anything at night i can imagine yeah because i share a room with him I don't know if you knew that. No. We're married. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, so he's like, I just want it to be pitch black in here and quiet. And you always put on Gigi. Because <laughs> I, I got him calling it Gigi. Duh. And uh, so I have switched over to something worse for him that he hates. Uh-oh. ASMR videos. Yeah. And he's like, Amanda, 
That's horrible. That's like um, no. It's like nails on a yeah. chalkboard for him, and he's like, "Go back to GG. Like I miss it. I miss hearing anything that happens in GG world because I cannot listen to ASMR whispers." So you did the reading at night, but then but then I would put on the, the ASMR, ASMR whisper because I don't have hmm. to. I'm not watching it. It's just kind of like I wonder soothing. why we like to still put something on like we don't want to go to sleep to just pure silence i grew up with that i grew up with one of those dumb little baby tvs that had a built-in vcr yeah and i would watch i put in my vcr tape of i love lucy episodes every night yeah and i fell asleep to it so Mm. i think i'm just used to that it's bad habit i don't know my parents need to be scolded for that it's definitely a hard one but i still liked Getting my mind and body relaxed in a much more healthy way. What if we and tried then, music? Just playing. But why is music be- uh, better than because why? blue light having the like? So a what screen? if we just listen to GG? Why does it have to be? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be GG. It could be music, like soothing music to go to sleep to. But or I something. think it's because we've been doing that so long. It's like nothing. It's like turning on nothing. But it is bad for us because of the blue light so we should try another kind of nothing that doesn't special (laughs) blue light blue light dinner special okay let's get let's go and do our pledge please we've been talking about gg a little bit too long Um, well i i still want to talk about something else what (laughs) i'm sorry so we we were about to just um record the podcast and then (laughs) amanda said let me just show you something real quick Haley. And I was like, all right. And so she knew I'd like it, but I didn't know how long it was. But she showed me Joanna Gaines' new cooking show. Cooking show. Magnolia Table. She has like three episodes out and then one episode that is like the making of it or whatever. Which she showed me the making of it. She was like, let me just show you the making of it real quick. And I thought it'd be about five minutes. It was like 45 minutes. Yeah, but so gorgeous. And the reason why well, I think that it's beautiful and people should try it. How, how would people watch it? I don't know. We I, don't I know I mean, yet. I just, I downloaded it on my Apple TV. Yeah. And like a seven day free trial of something. But yeah. yeah. But I just really liked it so much because not only it's beautiful, but because she has a lot of like vulnerabilities about like, She's like, I, I don't really know how to say everything perfectly. And like she she's not like a culinary yeah. chef. She just cooks for her family. Yeah. And she like there's parts where she like doesn't she spills stuff and the range won't come on. She can't light the fire and stuff. And those are the best parts. Yeah. It's almost like when you mess up and you don't know stuff. That's the best part. Because you connect. <laughs> that's what you connect to people whenever they are not perfect. Yeah. And that was her dream to do this. And she could have let those like insecurities and vulnerabilities stop her, you know, but here we are watching it. And it's like the parts where that we love so much and it's so inspiring and so real and unique. That's not even what today's podcast is about. That's a whole nother episode we could do. I know, but it just how to not, make yourself stop going wait that, that, that didn't make sense <laughs> but i not just stop <laughs> going so keep going keep going <laughs> how to make yourself keep going when you feel intimidated by your own negative thoughts about what you think you can and can't do well so. well because 
whenever you end up showing your mistakes and your your shortcomings and your vulnerabilities, that is usually the things that people connect with the most. So when we try to act like very, very perfect and like we've got all our crap together, that nobody wants to watch that or connect because with that. Because Haley and I have an unpopular opinion. Oh man, I don't think it's unpopular. People just no. maybe aren't saying it. Yeah, yet. people aren't saying it. But and we're also we're we talk too much to each other about dumb stuff that doesn't matter for a long time. For a long time, <laughs> is that new show on Netflix called The Dream Makeover? Dream Home. Makeover. Dream Home Makeover with uh, the Studio McGee people. Because I love, I mean, I love design and everything. And so when that show came out, I'm not like some huge fan, but I was like, cool, a design show. And like I, her style is nice. And so Haley and I were watching it and the husband and wife are so careful, <laughs> phony to us, I guess, like inauthentic or whatever. And I, we kept, we were watching it last night at Haley's house and the commentary that Haley and I had Whoa. during the show should have been taped because that would have made a better show. Right. <laughs> called, com- called commentary. Commentary. Yeah. And your mom's you know there her. named Terry. Yeah. She's common. She's commentary. Well, and so it's just interesting that that turned us off so much. Like we felt no connection to them. It mm-hmm. almost made us want to not watch the show kind of. Yeah. And then we see... Chip and Joanna Gaines, which I know makes us probably sound like really Texan. Basic. But her being herself like that and just trying for and her And looking dream. pretty normal and not yeah. trying so hard and just being herself. That was really refreshing after I last night's preview. It. And like the first um, meal that she makes, it's not like anything crazy fancy or anything, you know? And I just, I was really inspired by it because... She was being herself. I'm so glad that my distraction. Yeah. That I I'm a little late on my schedule today (laughs) now, but you know. But now you're inspired. I am. So I recommend that. And also us to try to not hide our for our shortcomings so much because it's what makes people connect with us. People like shortcomings. They like an underdog. They like a comeback. That's true. I know. See, I know. I told my my kids. I didn't fail you last nine weeks with anything lower than a 60 because I love a comeback kid. (laughs) So you can still pass the semester this nine weeks. And they were like, okay. I was like, I love an underdog. Come on, guys. Bring it up. Um, Okay, so let's do our pledge because I'm really excited about the episode today. It's about poetry. Poetry was so poetic. Ooh, and snapping. Our our pledge is really oh poetic. Oh my god. Our 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 pledge is the best poem I've ever I heard. think it's an A B B A. Wow. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. But I don't think our pledge is it. <laughs> Are you ready? I am. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America. And rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship. Under God, indivisible, live purdy, and just us for all. Not liberty, but live purdy. That's poetic. Yeah, the tight pun on that is sick. <laughs> sick. <laughs> How poetic is that? Yeah, it's a sick pun. Yeah, just us for all, but the spelling. Sick. Wow. Yeah. Jafufa. Signed, Jafufa. <laughs> just us. For, for us, for, for all. 
Um, okay, so today's episode is about poetry. Oh, poetry. It's so deep. It's so laden Lofty. with what? I was gonna say it's so laden with with misconception and and confusion and and we love it. We love it very much. And so we're actually going to talk about some of our favorite poems that are inspiring to us. And this just happens to be a coincidence. I know that we're talking about TV shows that we watch a lot right now. And that's fine because it just happens to be what we're doing when we're stuck in our house because you can't go anywhere <laughs> unless you're another person in this world who's living in an alternate universe <laughs> who goes to everything. And I feel like I live in another planet. Yeah. That was long, but yeah. don't you feel like that sometimes? Like we're so careful. Yeah. We don't go anywhere. We're always, we're at work or we're at home. And then you see people that are living their when you're, real lives. When you drive from work to home and all the patios and everyone's out and you're thinking, hold we, on. We ate at a patio this week. <laughs> oh my God. We got, okay. Yeah. Haley had a big, oh my God, Haley. What? We have to talk about this. No, we don't. Haley did a huge project mural. <laughs> it, for a, You did it too. Well, you were my PM. I was your project manager. Yes. And it got me through most of quarantine going at night to do this project with you. But it was your art, your design. And I just filled in color blocks like I do. And and made my schedule. There is a brand new, really beautiful hotel in downtown Grapevine, Texas. And Haley was commissioned to do this huge 150 foot mm -hmm. long mural like seven vignettes it's yeah. unbelievable about the history of grapevine pretty much played uh, like played out in the these vignettes mm -hmm. so she there were the big um, that we we were working on that painting it in june yes and now they just did the big unveiling that they kept postponing because of the pandemic so then it was just really small group of people in a huge space just to see yeah the like the mayor to see it and everything so we went to that that's like the first thing i've been to mm -hmm. and we were very careful with masks and staying away from people um but afterwards and, and by the way gorgeous mural that's you need to nice. check it out on haley's instagram which is at haley ryan and really turned out everyone loved it the room is amazing Haley got to talk about each vignette I was such a proud friend and then I also wanted to get on the mic and be like I also painted mm -hmm. every <laughs> kidding I wanted you to <laughs> and um so that was that was like really exciting us for, exciting for us to have some place to go so whenever we left and we got in the car I was like you know what we are out in the world and we're going to continue to be out in the world tonight. Like we're going to go. We're not eat. driving home. No, to we're go not driving home. Make food. That's not going to happen. Dumb. I was like, we're going to go eat on a patio. And it was really, really cold. cold. <laughs> like really cold. So we drove and we found this Mexican restaurant called Los Amigos in downtown Grapevine. And which is perfect for us. <laughs> really the friends the friends <laughs> we went they don't have a patio so mm -hmm. we made our own patio in our car yeah we <laughs> just pulled up really close to the restaurant called in the food used the console <laughs> in the middle and we we ate in the car and we were like this and is the best patio we've ever been on. Yeah, and it was so warm oh and my cozy. Gosh. But really, we were, the heat lamps worked so well yeah, in that patio. I barely felt like I was outside. 
And, you know, I really felt like we were letting loose and being wild. And then Amanda was like, I just paid to get my car cleaned. So please, I saw you drop that grain of rice. I was so (laughs) particular. (laughs) So everything just made it fun. So what were we? Oh, I. okay. this is what I was going to say. Oh, we're talking about TV. (laughs) My gosh, did we go on a rant? (laughs) We don't do anything is what I was trying to say, except for this week we did something. Yeah, which wasn't really that something of a something. Anyways, usually we're watching a lot of TV and judge. I don't care. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. I'm in my house a lot. (laughs) And so we have been, you know, sick of everything to watch. And we found this show on Apple TV called Dickinson which is about Emily Dickinson, the famous poet. And it's kind of like... (laughs) I said it to someone the other day, and they didn't hear me very well, and they went, Dick and what? (laughs) You were watching Dick and what? Dickinson. It's like, Jesus, it's about poetry. Calm down. But it, it... The creators... It's a it's a period piece set in the time period of Emily Dickinson's life, of course, but they take some liberties to describe what she was like what her life was like just based on her poetry since she was such a recluse we don't know much about her I think it's actually pretty interesting and they have like modern music in it and some funny like comedy it's it's kind of a dark comedy and so it's just funny that that's all about and and it's about poetry and then this is our poetry episode yes we're feeling very poetic we really are and um amanda has her degree in creative writing yep english creative writing and so she knows a lot about literature and writing and poetry and she has just also kind of showered me with all of that and got me into it since we were friends and so she has really pulled some good ones. I have obviously some favorites, but we're just going to share. We're going to share some poetry that we love. Really, we're going to share three poems, technically. Um, so it's not going to be overwhelming. But this this first one is actually a poem about poetry. Ayo! How fitting. And it's by Billy Collins, who is a really amazing poet, American poet. And... It is titled Introduction to Poetry, and we think this is a good one to start with, and you'll see why. Okay, so here it goes. Introduction to Poetry by Billy Collins. I asked them to take a poem and hold it up to the light like a color slide or press an ear against its hive. I say drop a mouse into a poem and watch him probe his way out or walk inside the poem's room and feel the walls for a light switch. I want them to water ski across the surface of a poem, waving at the author's name on the shore. But all they want to do is tie the poem to a chair with rope and torture a confession out of it. Mm. They begin beating it with a hose to find out what it really means. Mm. And why I wanted to start with that particular poem is because I think a lot of people are intimidated by poetry because mm-hmm. they think you have to understand it have and rip some it ap- deep wisdom yes and rip it apart to understand exactly what it means and that is not poetry at all poetry is totally like art this experience and that music kind of and music yeah any art form i guess yeah that you you 
as a summation of all of your experiences and your perspective you bring to the table to this piece of art and it will either resonate with you or it will not. Like I remember in particular, you and I went to a museum several years ago and it was like these gorgeous um, uh, paintings of the ocean. And then Lord Byron, Ugh, the poet, yum. there was a, one of his poems that was up on the wall mm-hmm. and we read it and we both just about freaked out like goosebumps all over completely resonated with us for whatever reason at the time in our lives it and really we, made sense and I've reread it since then I'm like that's beautiful but it didn't quite strike me oh, really? like it did well not in a bad way it's just like at that moment in time I mm-hmm. think it really it, it hit me where I was what stage of life I was in and so I think that is a thing about poetry is it should like shake you to your core or awaken, awaken in you something mm-hmm. and make you feel like, oh, mm-hmm. I know this or I've seen this or I can understand this from my own perspective. Hmm. Would you agree? Yes. And I think kind of like art and music, it also how you're saying, you know, that one really struck us at that moment and then later yes you understood it and it was a nice memory and stuff but well it's still a beautiful poem I also reread poetry a lot and I get new things out of it each time absolutely or like maybe one part of it really stood out for this something I was going through or thinking about or that was being awakened in me at that time and I think that that's okay and that's actually magical that's like they're living they're living yeah, yeah I think that's what makes poetry so special is that there is some sort of like third dimension to it that is this magical experience that you have with it where it really strikes you mm-hmm. and it it's a physiological effect for me with goosebumps or like you know mm-hmm. like I really even when we were reading over some of the ones we're going to share today we were mm-hmm. both like oh my god goosebumps yeah. and and um I was just listening to a recording of David White who we're going to share one of his poems but he was saying one of his favorite definitions of poetry is when you overhear yourself say something you didn't know you knew Mm, yeah and I think that that's like when you are reading poetry or writing it and it's like that goosebumpy moment where you're like oh this is a new revelation but also I know it. I've known this. This has been inside of me. Well, and when a poet and, and songwriters can be poets, like yes, I we always of talk course. about Dawes. T- Taylor Dawes. Taylor, Taylor Goldsmith um, from Dawes, our favorite band. I'm telling you, He's he a has a way to take something so simple that you know exactly what you're saying. Like, you know this, mm-hmm. but it's a revelation within the simplicity of of that knowledge that you've never quite like pinpointed before and and it has to do with the craft and artistry of how they say it as a poet they say it in a way that makes you go yes and that's the skill that I think only I mean some people have yeah Yeah, it's a genius some people that comes out in different ways but so we the the two we're gonna share two we're each going to share one. And Haley, why don't you start with the David White one that we were talking about that we love so well. And why don't you, we don't, let's not give any context beforehand. Let's okay. read them and then talk about them. And you know what's beautiful about a podcast is you can pause this 
and And think think. about it or you can rewind it and hear it as many times as you want so there you go we chose um to share the poem called santiago it's from his book pilgrim and here it is the road seen then not seen the hillside hiding then revealing the way that you should take the road dropping away from you as if leaving you to walk on thin air then catching you holding you up when you thought that you would fall and the way forward always in the end the way that you followed the way that carried you into your future that brought you to this place no matter that sometimes it took your promise from you Mm -hmm. no matter that it had to break your heart along the way the sense of having walked from far inside yourself out into the revelation To have risked yourself for something that seemed to stand both inside you and far beyond you. That called you back to the only road in the end you could follow. Walking as you did in your rags of love and speaking in the voice that by night became a prayer for safe arrival. So that one day you realized that what you wanted had already happened long ago. And in the dwelling place you had lived in before you began Hmm. and that every step along the way you had carried the heart and the mind and the promise that first set you off and drew you on and that you were more marvelous in your simple wish to find a way than the gilded roofs of any destination that you could reach as if all along you had thought the end point might be a city with golden towers and cheering Hmm. crowds And turning the corner at what you thought was the end of the road, you just found a simple reflection. A clear revelation beneath the face, looking back, and beneath it, another invitation. All in one glimpse, like a person and a place you had sought forever. Like a broad field of freedom that beckoned you forward, beyond, like another life, and the road still stretching on. Okay. Can I tell you why this one really gets me? Sure. And I think I think it will always get me. But this one for me is you I mean I've talked on this podcast about this and I know Haley this is something you and I talk about all the time is the journey that we are on in life with all aspects of life, our careers, our personal lives, our relationships, our trying to follow our purpose, trying to align with our whys, all of these things, we get, we can get so worried about getting to some point along the way and feeling like if I can just make it to whatever this next step is going to be, or Mm -hmm. if I could just be this at this point in my Mm. journey or destination, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you, you're kind of like how he says, um, like you thought it was going to be these golden, these golden, um, sorry, I want to find it. Oh, the end point might be a city with golden towers (laughs) and cheering crowds. And, you know, you thought it was going to be this simple reflection of what you've always wanted, but really it's, it's the journey. It's the whole thing. It's it's you at the most simplest part of your wish. Like mm-hmm. he says, you're more marvelous 
you know, then, then that moment you're well, never. And, and, and like how he's saying the whole time, this road that you followed, it was like in you the whole time. Yeah. And, and whether you think you've reached a destination or not, he says, and like another life and the road's still stretching ahead of you. Right. Like you, you, there is no destination. You are on this journey and you have to, and there's that, that idea of being present again, mm-hmm. like where you are on it. Mm-hmm. This is the most marvelous you'll, you'll ever be. Right. Is is pursuing your simplest wish. And um I like that he references a few times in here the the road far beyond you but also the road far inside of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that as we're maturing um we're realizing that all the things that we want and that we desire that we place so far outside of us. And it's really this like mirror reflection of us going deeper and deeper inside of ourselves and just discovering more and more of who we are. And it's like, they're the same, you know, like um, Nancy wonders. She always quotes someone who I'll have to ask who it is, but she says the dirty little secret about love is you're the one that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, at the time, the first time she said that to me, I didn't really understand what she meant, but I think it has something to do with this, this journey that you're talking about that, you know, we're just always becoming, becoming, becoming. Yeah, and, and, and it does go back to that book that we love, A Simpler Way, when it's like, we're always, people can be so worried that we're going to lose our window of opportunity. We're going to like, we're striving, we're striving. And that's like our ego. Right. And we're, we're afraid that if we don't make these moves or do these things, we're going to lose this window of opportunity. When the truth is there is no way you can lose your window of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I think the heart of this poem is Mm -hmm. that, you can't lose it. You're on it. You're on and it. even whenever it says the road seen and then not seen mm-hmm. the hillside hiding, then revealing itself. It's like sometimes when you're in these moments, I have mm-hmm. goosebumps right now mm-hmm. when you're in these moments in life where you feel like you're not in the right place. You can't see the road. You can't see the road. Maybe you're in a actual bad place. Maybe you're in, um, a a really hurtful, toxic relationship. Maybe you're in a job that is, you know, really not fitting you and your, your purpose. Like in that moment, that's just you on the road where you can't quite see the road or the hills hidden Mm -hmm. from you, but you're going to continue on this journey and it is a part of the journey and it might even help you get to the next part of your journey. And it's all working for your good. And, and when he's saying, just how you're saying, like, maybe you're in a place where you don't understand and it's it's like hurtful yeah. and confusing where he talks about, you know, your sometimes your promise gets taken away from you and it breaks your heart. Mm. But just as we talked about with Nancy Wonders, like, well, that's actually maybe a signal that you're you're doing something you just really care about, yeah. you know, and don't be fooled that if you're pursuing something and you're on a road that you really care about your heart will get broken at some point because there's no way to fully care about something and it to not affect you emotionally or I mean you you have to feel the it's like that 
paradox we talk about a lot that, you know, you can't really have joy without pain, pain and you or loss. Yeah. Knowing that it can be taken from you. So, well, and and this also reminds me of the episode (laughs) with my father about blooming where you're planted, Mm -hmm. because even along this journey, when you're on a part of the road that is difficult or you don't understand maybe right. why you're there, it's your journey. It's a part of your journey. And you still. need this and moment. You, and you actually need it. Yes. And so blooming where you are and taking from it what you can <sighs> is what you should do. And it is very hard. I know to I just made like a ugh face because yeah. I'm thinking about 2020 and also, I mean, like even the hard moments, us saying, let me try to bloom. Yeah. You know, what and can I, what, what can, can I, I control? possibly gather from this? Yeah. Okay. So that literally <laughs> that poem, I, I feel like I could talk about Jeez, it. For, no joke. For I feel like million. we just scratched the surface. Yeah. So that's called Santiago, which it's based off of the Camino de Santiago that's in, the, in Northern Spain. He writes a lot of poems about that. So you can look that up if you want to go read it on your own. Yeah, if you want to reread it and kind of dive into it. Because again, this is Haley and I's perspective playing into these. And just totally. like the Billy Collins poem, we're not trying to tell you what it means. We're telling you what it means to us. So you can see what it means to you for sure. So even after... Amanda reads this next poem again. Maybe you want to pause and think about it on your own for a moment. Before you hear our perspective. Yeah. 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 So one of both of Haley and I's all-time favorite poets is, of course, who doesn't love the great Mary Oliver. She recently passed away, um, but she was such a bright light in the world. Totally. And her poetry is some of the most uplifting pieces of art I have ever experienced in my life. And Haley bought me... um, a couple of birthdays ago, it was like two years ago, um, she bought me this book called Devotions by Mary Oliver. And it's a gorgeous collection of her work. And so I I am, this one is a little bit more lighthearted, still in depth, but more lighthearted than the David White one. I mean, not lighthearted, but just her, the way she writes well, is I very simplistic. Yes. Kind of like how Taylor goldsmith is like simplistic tangible it's all about attention and observing but then learning big deep lessons from this simple observation yes absolutely so this one is called that little beast by mary (laughs) oliver okay that pretty little beast a poem has a mind of its own sometimes i want it to crave apples but it wants red meat Sometimes I want to walk peacefully on the shore and it wants to take off all its clothes and dive in. Sometimes I want to use small words and make them important and it starts shouting dictionary, the opportunities. Sometimes I want to sum up and give thanks, putting things in order, and it starts dancing around the room on its four furry legs, laughing and calling me outrageous. (laughs) But sometimes when I'm thinking about you and no doubt smiling, it sits down quietly, one paw mm. under its chin and just listens. <laughs> oh, like, really? Is this not, is this not deep enough? I mean, like. That's so sweet. It is so, so sweet because. <laughs> it's, yeah, that was a little. Really, because it's so. <laughs> It's so sweet because it's 
Well, and your mind goes to someone and something. And, you know, it also, it's, she's talking about her trying to write a poem, but it's you creating anything in life, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, what do you think is the little beast? Yeah. And then I think, I think for me, that's what it it can change. It's the, it's the factor in here that for her it's poetry because she's a poet um, but the little beast can be anything in that that you're passionate in life that you kind of show yourself through like that you create so it could be writing it could be art it, it could be something less um, I guess in, defined as art even um, but it's the thing I think it's the thing that you show yourself through do you, hmm. you're looking at me like you don't, you're not sure if you agree with that. Um, yeah, I think I was thinking about it a little differently, what which were is you interesting, the but, I, but I like what you're saying. What do you think? Uh, I was just, and I don't really know how, exactly how to explain it, but I just think it's that like back and forth in our minds all the time, that like second voice in our head where you're like, here I am, I'm going to do this. And then that voice tells you something else or distracts you or you know tells you you can't do it or um you know you think you have a clear direction about something and then you that something confuses you but then there's something in your life that you nothing, always, agree, that always no, agree with nothing talks back to you about yeah that's sweet mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah I think because I think in life there's I, I think I get what you're saying like there's things that were almost fighting against like fighting back within ourselves Mm -hmm. um and I think that's what she's saying like she you're you want this but it's pulling you this way like it's she says like I want I'm I want it to crave apples but it wants red meat and and yeah it's kind of this almost like good angel right that's kind of on your shoulder yeah kind of or even like a soul ego sort of oh that's back a, and forth yeah, that's a good way to look well, at you're it. like, like i really soul. want this and then it's like no you don't you want this and you're like no i that, really want to do this that's actually the perfect that's the perfect way to think of it in my mind too mm, yeah your soul versus your ego what because ego striving ego wants Red the thing meat. that makes sense that, that secures you that keeps you safe and soul is like wild and mm-hmm. more aligned with your passions and things like that so it, it but then there are things in life where you're you know both of those things it doesn't matter you there's something you fully feel good about this one thing mm-hmm. that's really beautiful because I, you don't need a second opinion you can shut your ego up real easy about some things i love the stanza that says and it starts dancing around the room on its four furry legs, laughing and calling me outrageous. <laughs> That's actually the part that made me think of it that way. Yeah. It's like when it's like, Nana, Nana, Nunu, no, you're outrageous. You can't do that. What do you mean? You can't be simple. And then it says, but sometimes when I'm thinking about you and no doubt smiling, it sits down quietly, one paw under its chin. And just listens. I mean, that, that is, is the so freaking sweet. precious thing. I can't even believe it. And the way that she just phrases everything. Because Ugh. how simplistic is that poem? So simple. When you're reading it, you think like, what? this isn't that deep. Oh, my God. Punch me in the gut. But I think that's the beauty and artistry. Oh. I mean, you and could. And of her, of her voice as a poet, oh, she wow. has completely 
honed in that skill of simplicity into power. But it's not, yeah, it's not like a, I think it is a gift, obviously, from her. But, you know, if you hear any interviews with her or anything, she talks about, you know, that is literally all she did her entire life was Mm -hmm. walk around, observe things, write about them, think about them. It was a honed in hard skill, you know, and I think anybody can ramble on about something forever and ever trying to explain a concept that's, you know, hard to explain. And then she just writes a couple stanzas and, you know, you cried. Well, and I think what I like about her poetry, I always tell people who are kind of new to poetry to, to consider reading her work because you're, you, there's not a lot you have to dissect. It's just pretty much there and hits you in the face. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like these big words or these big constructs or anything like that. It's, I mean, you have, you think about it mm-hmm. and she call. there's a call to action in everyone to think about what that is in yourself, but it's not very confusing. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? And, and, and like you can interpret it pretty simply in your own way. And so if if you are new to poetry, I really recommend Mary Oliver. Um, the, the book Devotions is great, but any yeah. of her work, her her books are really good. So, yeah, those are those were just some poems that and I want to do like a million. 18 follow up episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I know of poetry. We might have to. We uh we wrote several years ago, Haley and I have this book of immortal poems of the English language. That was my father's kind of poetry textbook in college that I got from him. And there's a section of anonymous authors and or poets. And there were several poems in here that I really liked by anonymous people. And Haley and I turned one into a song. And we recorded it, and it was with a violin, and it was really, really beautiful. And it's oh, really... I want to find that track. I think I have it on my old computer. I need to look for it. So pretty. But I'm just going to read it really quick. It's short and sweet. It's called Love Not Me by an Anonymous Writer. Aww. It says, Love not me for my commonly grace, for my pleasing eye or face, nor for any outward part, and nor for a constant heart. For these things may fail or turn ill, so thou and I shall sever. So keep therefore a true woman's eye, and love me still, but not know why. So haste the same reason still to dote upon me ever. And I really like that kind of definition of love, that it's not really what I'm bringing to the table. It's that you just love me. And don't know why. And you don't really know why. Because if you love me for my looks or whatever, those things will fade and then we will sever. We will part. And so you should dote upon me ever if you don't even know why you love me. Mm -hmm. It's just something. That's that's never changing. Yeah, it's something you're drawn to. And I think that's just always be confused why you love them. Which is (laughs) Nancy Wonder said that in her own words. And I put it in my vows at my wedding because I think that is a beautiful dinner table. Beautiful definition of love. Yeah. So Mm. I, I think poetry is one of those things in life that brings sheer beauty and it can open you up and make shines you light on dark places, make you think about things differently. So open yourself up to poetry. Give yourself 
um, a chance to look into it, add it to your life, and tell us if you liked these poems or some poems that are your I favorite. Know, we, we love will to read them and post them and share them with all of the listeners and just add them for ourselves I know. because I love new poetry. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us at Haley and Amanda. And until next time, live, live party. party. Hey, hey.